Good morning, Rabbi Isai. It's going to be morning taco when I start. Tomorrow's the last year here in Chicago. Shkoyach for everybody for coming out. I want to tell you first, uh, a Gewaldika Maisa, because I was so uh, tired and knocked out from the trip to New York, and I had a papir shear and the whole thing, and I gave a shear yesterday here in Chicago until the shear started. It was probably half an hour late. I got home, and um, I wanted to edit a little bit for the shear tonight and then do some of the grad. There's a lot of... Uh, cartoons and stuff, and so, and then right before Shabbos, I go to get my suit, and I realize that all my suits are in the cleaners, because I don't like to use the cleaners in Eretz Yisrael, so I, I, after Pesach, I was a little bit upset that I was supposed to get this new suit from Edkins Bursky. He came, he came, he flew in for the seum to Eretz Yisrael, and he measured me, and he said it was going to come before Pesach, I was looking forward, and it showed up on Chalamoid, so I never got a chance to wear it. And then I realized, oh, I don't have a suit, but I have Ed suit. Going to the closet, and here it is. Raboy said, you got to see the suit. It's one of a kind. <laughs> it's an MDY suit. I don't know if you guys could see it on camera. Okay. It even has my name here with a Reb Givaldic. I'm not going to show you. The back is, yeah, yeah, we're inside out this way here. You guys see? It's Kishmak to do the daf, it says. Anyways, Baruch Hashem, it fits like a glove. One measuring. He did, he measured many times and over and over. He was, eh. Baruch Hashem, it fits Givaldic. And I also have to show you the merch that Yaakov Ayal, he uh, in charge of merch, MDY cufflings to match the MDY. Uh, kids are, a kol beseder. So Yishkoyach. Here's another guy I have a kar too. At the seder, I used his wine, not only Rib Zalman's, Aben Eva Renner, L'choy Rebelli, I was in Toronto over Pesach and unfortunately missed all the dapim over Pesach. He's not the only one, I just spoke to some people here in the room, missed six daf, seven daf. I was also speaking to Benji's brother, what's your name? Eitan. He said the reason why he fell off the bandwagon, he started uh, Shas and he was doing well, and he missed a bunch of daf and then he got discouraged. And that's, this is what we talk about all the time, over and over. People missed many dapim over Pesach. It's just natural. With all the traveling and all the working and all the cleaning. Eight daf in total. Inspired by how you once secretly told someone that you learned 60 blad on the plane, I made a cheshman that the drive back to Lakewood is around nine hours and I'll see what I can do on the trip. If it works out, I can secretly tell you about it as well. <laughs> I downloaded, downloaded all eight daf plus that day's daf, now nine daf. As I pulled out of my driveway, I started the first of the Miss Shurim and just went straight through all nine blot. As I was finishing the ninth blot, it was time for the live shear, so I hopped onto that one as well. I wore headphones so no passengers were harmed during this experiment. I don't think that I've ever learned so many hours, but Tzifos, and thanks to your shear at one and a half speed, I can tell you that it was definitely a first learning 10 blot in a row. I also spoke to my stepbrother, Ari Krishna, who watches this shear every single day from his couch here in Chicago. He's never once came to live Shir Yishkoyach Ari. He told me that he also did on the way back from Orlando, I think it was six or seven daf straight, maybe more, maybe eight, I think he might have said. Okay. By Yosef Mizrahi. I attended the beautiful Shir in Brooklyn tonight and Mamish felt us go to another level in singing Achenu. 
been following your shiurim since Shabbos, and you really helped me get through the difficult COVID year with the Masech the Shabbos in my head at the end. I was in tears, as that was the lifelong dream for me, to be able to finish it. It was my first seam of 13 years. I had come to see you in person tonight. It was on another, on a other worldly experience, outer worldly experience, you probably want to say. It was an honor to be part of. I also want to apologize for something. Oh, when you were mentioning tonight about the Chalitza shoe, I just come from, yeah. So basically what happened was, I said, is um, Yaakov Ayal, the guy that does the merch, is he in the house? Because he did a lot of work for the seum. He made those figures and everything. And a guy goes like this, and I thought it was him. I said, oh, here he is, but it was somebody else. He thought I was embarrassed by that. He apologized. No, don't worry about it. And uh, his dream to come true, the greet you, Aleichem, but I guess the awkward moment, Oli Nachas and blessing, Baruch Hashem, one of your thousands, Yosef Mizrahi, Shkoyach, Ravi Siegelstein. I went into the true Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Shem Shomayim last night, and you should know about it. I looked around the room, and I maybe knew five people personally, yet there were Ashkenazi, Sephardi, Litvish, Lubavitchers, Chassidim, Misnagdim, old, young, long beards, sphere beards, any kind of Jews represented by SLC, in SLC, Kol Eliyahu, last night. You have made some ordinary people very special, and to get to see the ones that are behind all you do is amazing. On the videos, we only hear about Yossi Kleimer, Anakash, Sal Gads, and Uncle Phil. Le- yet last night, I got to see them in person. You made learning in the Achtus of learning very special. As another token Lubavitcher, I want you to know something that was on my mind going home last night. What better day to have a shir and then Chof Ches Nisan. About 30 years ago, Lubavitcher Rebbe came out to Chassidim and demanded to further and push exponentially harder to bring Mashiach. His famous words were, Ich lozich tuaich tuaich. To bring in Mashiach. I give it over to you. Do everything you can to bring Mashiach. My humble opinion, you're doing just that. Bring in Achdus, Shkoyach, through learning Hashem's Torah. You know those words, Rabzalman? The famous words. Rabboisai, here's a sad thing. I don't know if you have this on the computer. Hill Boyer just sent this to me. I don't have a name. My father's best friend, Baruch Dayanemes, had a heart attack today and didn't make it. This is his last picture. It's a picture of me and him at the seum. It's very sad. I don't know his name. He's Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. And he wrote to me that he's, he was very proud of this picture. And he's showing everybody a picture. Showing it. Very young guy. I don't know. He looks like not, maybe 60. I don't know if even that. Unbelievable. Okay. Do you see? You have, you, have my, you have the computer? Somebody has the computer? Ah, it's on the screen. Okay. The coil sponsor this month is by Anonymous from Lakewood. For his family, Parnas by the Lakin Lubbock family's Lake New Jersey, because Torah is the best gula. Parnas HaChoydish, Chodish Nisan, sponsored by Yoyli, Nishmas Doiv, Pinchas Ben Moisha, Olav Shalom, Lilin Nishmas Chomachaya, Fruma Baz Doiv Pinchas, Lilin Nishmas, Hishragi Ben Avroma Levi, Aaron Freeman, Lishos Parnasens, he had the Shmayin continue at Slok to Rebelli, Yishkoyach, I think today's his last day for that sponsorship. Thank you. Parnas HaChoydesh has chus to Aaron Zatzlochen, to Yud Magachir, and the video editor of Zatzlochen, continuation, Amit Zingashir. L'zeich Nishmas, Rav Mitzchok, Ben Ben Yomen. Parnas HaChoydesh, anonymously. Lil Nishmas Chai Ben Yabas, Yosef. Parnas HaChoydesh, anonymously. As a course of Toiv, to Hashem, and as a schos, for continued health and brocha. I guess it's cheaper to do a Choydesh than a day. And here's one guy sponsoring for the day. Rebellion family, all the guys involved in MDY and families. For the sponsors, and here we go. Again, I have to be uh, Magdim. The second half of today's shir is uh, adult material, I should say. If you're Hasidish and 
certain people were t- told me specifically they won't allow their children to learn this, so we respect that. I just have to give a warning to the parents, and um, obviously, uh, okay, fine. We'll see what happens. Says the Gemara, just it happens to be that the adults love to hear that as well, and there's a lot of, they learn, they go through the whole shir. I say it, but sometimes it doesn't even happen, but I want people to watch from beginning to end. Says the Gemara, we're five lines from the bottom. Dafnun Dalad Omid Beis. You know, let's just say it, Balpeh. It's Kedai to, if you have YouTube, if you're in the room now, it's Kedai to see the chart. It looks very complicated. It's probably the, the chart with the most characters on it. There are actually some new characters on it. And it was done by our artist, Yoshi. Usually the, the charts are done by myself. But the actual artist who created these characters, I asked him because I was in New York and traveling, I asked him if he could do it for me. So he did most of it, and I had to edit it a little bit. And it's Lerifuas, his daughter, who's going through a heart procedure, a young kid, I, don't, I forgot, like maybe six, seven years old. Okay, so on chart one, you see, basically what we're trying to do here is that this guy, and I mentioned this on Friday, Obviously, this case never happened and never will happen, but it's halacha. We want to know what, what would happen in this unbelievable circumstance. And that is that a guy marries a woman, and then he marries that woman's sister, thinking that his wife died. You're not allowed to marry your wife's sister, your sister-in-law, if your wife is alive. But the, her sister you could marry after your wife dies. Turns out the wife never died. Then, he found out that his second wife died, so he marries her sister. Now, they're not all sisters, because they shared a father, then they share a mother, then they share a father, then they share a mother. So it's one of these cases. He married five women, and it turns out that he's mutter in number one, number three, and number five. Because the ones in the middle, the ones that connect... They're sisters of his wife, and sisters, they're all sisters of his wife, which the Kedushin is never typhus. If you see, I feel bad for Dr. Yigal, he's here. You see, this is what the chart looks like. Oh, you have it over there, give all that. Okay, cool. So let's, let's go through the chart real carefully over here. You have a guy on the bottom, Ruvain is a Baldman, Baldman brother, and he married... I don't know, he calls her Malka. We know her as Rachel throughout. Now, Malka's sister, now what he did was, the artist, if you look closely, he mixed characters that we already are familiar with. You could see that Malka's sister is semi-Rishalmi, semi-five-towner. You see, she's wearing Rishalmi clothing and she has the cell phone in her tichel, but she went shopping in America. Interesting. And then he did the same thing to the center woman, who's Bat-Ayin. You can see her mother on top, Bat-Ayin lady. But she's like a mix of five towns slash Bat-Ayin. She's wearing sandals, but she went shopping. Very cool lady. Fine. But the point is that when Ruvain married Malka, that's a good marriage. What's not a good marriage is what happened right after that. Woman, woman number two is woman number one's sister and you cannot marry sisters and if you try to marry sisters the kedushin is not typhus so number two in this case is going to be out of the picture 
Then he went ahead and married woman number three. That's a mix of, over here it's called Sarah and it says Shlishas. You could just see, I, I changed the arrows a little bit, but you could see that here the plumber from Muncie's on top, he had two daughters. So these two daughters are sisters from the father. But Ayin lady also had two daughters. One of them happens to be with the plumber. So these are sisters from the mother. The dentist from the five towns, they call him Chetron over here. He also had two daughters, they're sisters from the father. Mazal had two daughters that are sisters from, her, from the mother, from her, and finally Abiswal. The point of this, it's a, it's a very simple case. You could, take, you could take the last two women out of it. The Rishonim talk about it. The point of the case is that he by mistake married all five, not knowing that they're all alive. And because they're all alive, the second woman and the fourth woman could never be married to him. And therefore, one, three, and five are his genuine wives, and if he dies, you have to do a chalitza or yibum to one of those three, one, three, and five. And if we go to chart number two, you just see that he married the second woman, chart number three, he married the third woman, and you see what he did, the artist, he blacked them out, he changed their color to dark, that shows that they died, or at least he thought they died, and you keep on going to chart number four, five, Basically, chart number six, it says, you see little Shimon on the side. He's the Yavam. He actually resembles a guy from Chicago who's Benji Israel's, one of Benji Israel's best friends. We're not going to say his name because, well, actually, he's alive in this picture. So his name is Avi Kamiansky. And you see Shimon, he is mutter to five, three, and one. I didn't do the ayer to one. But he's usher to woman, um, sorry, two and four, very good. Why? Because they happen to be sisters, two, one, and three. Very, very simple case, just a lot, a lot of characters, and it looks very confusing. Uh, let me show you real quickly what it looks like in my Gemara. So in the, maybe you'll appreciate this art. What's down? We're down on YouTube. Okay. This is what it looks like. So, this one right over here. No Zoom. So, how are you on if there's no YouTube and no Zoom? All right. It's something with the signal, something with the American uh, Wi Fi doesn't work as well as an air show. All right. So, now let's see, let's see it inside. Bahadusnan. We're five lines from the bottom. Omerloy Mesi Ishtacha. Oops, I got to go get out of this Zoom thing. Okay, here we go. They tell a guy, your wife died. So he decides to marry the sister, the sister-in-law, because she's mutter now after his wife is dead. They are sisters from a father. Let me just go, I could go through this maybe if I'm... Please be sure to say the sheet number because it's not on Zoom anymore. Okay. So they said your wife died, sheet number two, and he goes ahead and he marries woman number two. Uh, so she dies, 
in cheat number three. So he goes ahead and he marries woman number three, which is a sister to two, through the mother, through Bat Ayin, the two pink lines show you. Okay. It even says between them, Achayos Me'im. Great. It's, it sounds, the wording is confusing. All the, 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 the case is very simple. Mesa, this number three, died. And that's sheet number four. And he went and he married woman number four. And she happens to be a sister. No, that doesn't sound good. I'm off here. That's it. Mesa, the fourth one died, and he married Achaisa Meima, Mazal's two daughters, our sisters. We explained that. He's mother to woman number one, three, and five. And since woman one, let's go back here. Now, sheet number six. You see that they're all alive. They happen to be all alive. It was a mistake. Big boo-boo mistake. So he's married to woman one, three, and five. I could have highlighted them. Maybe Yosef will do it for you. One, three, and five. The outer ones and the center one. And now those three happen to be Reuven's wives. Now if Reuven goes bye-bye, they fall, all three of them fall, liyibom to Shimon. And Shimon must do something, either yibom or chalitza, one chalitza to woman, one, three, and five, is enough for all three. Now, the next case, in case number seven, is as follows. It's the same thing. Let's say, says the Gemara, the, yeah, that woman number one actually died, his original wife died. So, who became his real wife now? Woman number two. So now you just shift everything over. Woman number three, he's not allowed to be married to because she's a sister to number two, which is a real wife. Woman number four, he's allowed to be married to, but not to woman number five. So Mamela, two and four is okay. Oy vey, I, I, I messed it up. I wrote Osir. It has to be Mutter. Seven. Seven is messed up. Yeah, here, here. No, sorry. Here, here you go. Mutter. You see, that one is good. And screen number eight. Eight is good. Seven is no good. And what it should say is that five and the center one, three, are usher. Okay. We get the idea. But what's the point of this whole Gemara? We brought this giant case. And that's enough of the cartoons for today. The rest are just drushes and psukim for, the, for all of Amad Aleph. If two sisters, one sister ruins it for the other sister, that we see specifically from this case, we see that, let's say, specifically in this case, but let's say in the original case, woman number two, if she was allowed to be married to Ruvain, she would ask her the other one, her. you see that sisters, doesn't matter if they're from a father or a mother, they're also to you. Minalan. How do I know this? So the, this whole case was just to get to here. How do I know that a sister could be a sister even if they only share a mother and they don't, do not share a father? Yalv ma'achaysay. From a man's sister. You're not allowed to have relations with your own sister. So two, you can't marry a woman 
whose sister is married to you already, and they only share a mother. Because just like you're not allowed to have relations with your own sister, and, but she's only a sister through a mother, they don't share, you don't share a father with her, she's also the So do in this case. Says the Gemara, that's why, why, why do you decide to learn from your sister? Yes, they, they share the same name, Achois Isha, but Achois and Achois Isha are different. Learn from your own aunt. What's considered an aunt only when the aunt is your father's sister through a father, not through a mother? It's only when she shares a father with your father, not when she shares a mother with your father. It makes more sense that you should choose a, uh, your own sister to learn from. You are on a, on a closer level to your sister. Learn from your aunt. They share similarity. It's through Kiddushin. Now, another, again, your sister-in-law is through Kiddushin. You know what? Let's drop these two. We'll learn from somewhere else. From your, your sister-in-law. Your brother's wife. The whole Yevamas is based on this Eshazach. Right? That's what a Yevama is. She's your brother's wife. You're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law unless the brother dies without children. So let's learn from her that what? That a sister... Your wife's sister is also, even if she's only your wife's sister, through a mother, not through a father. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a brother from your mother or a brother from your father, you're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law. If you're a brother from your mother, you only share with that brother a mother, and he has a wife called a sister-in-law, you're not allowed to marry her. And there's no pircha to that. How do you know that your sister-in-law, which is your sister, she married your brother, but she's not a full, he's not a full brother. He's only a brother through the mother. How do you know she's also? Who told you that? It says in the Pasuk, let's see if anybody recognizes this Pasuk. Ervas Eishes Achicha Loisigale. The Sweeks Parasha. And as a matter of fact, most of the Psukim in this daf, next daf, all from this week's parasha, next week's parasha. And as the Vilna Gaon says, anytime you learn Gemara, and it's, there's a positive in that week's parasha, it's a hug from Hashem. It's like a simon. Now, who told you? Who told you it's So the Gemara is going to explain. This is what we call a Gemara of Drashas. Some people love it, but they only represent 2% of society. And uh, we're, we got to do it. It's part of the Gemara. Um, you know, there's people that hate charts in Yavamas. I found. There's a, the mathematical kind of guys. They don't like charts. They have it all figured out. The brother, mother, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't confuse them. They know. Yeah. So those guys probably love drushes also. Vidinu. Chiv ka'am v'chiv There's, 
your own sister, you chayiv, even if she's your sister, if you only share a mother. A who told you to learn it that way. Maybe you learn a different way. Again, we're going back to the ant. Ant is only from a father, not from a mother. Nearly me done. Let's see what it's more similar to. Let's learn relatives that are on a closer level to you. She is only related to you through the father. It's one generation up. Things that we already learned, discussed. Sister, just is there. Nobody, she happens to be your sister. Talmud Loimar. Now, for this, we need a little bit of a chart. You don't need, but it's Kedai to see. In Parshas Achrimois, Pergilches, Pasuk Well, I said it's this week's Parsha, but in Eretz it's last week's Parsha. Ervas, look at this Pasuk. Ervas Eishes Achicha Loisegalei. It says the word achicha twice, and that means that there's an extra word here. So the Gemara says, Sexual word tells me, your brother. It doesn't matter how she married your brother, if it's your brother from a father, brother from a mother. The extra achicha tells me all brothers. Well, we could say no. Maybe the Pesach is coming to tell us a different chiddush. They happen to be brothers from a father. Chada, so why does the Torah have to say two times achicha? One is telling me that she has children already, and you know how to marry. And the second one is to tell me that she doesn't have children when the husband, in other words, the brother didn't have children. That I don't need. Because, as we learned yesterday from the Pasuk, from the word Nida, what? The Gemara asked, what? All sister-in-laws are Nidas forever? That doesn't make any sense. Obviously, he's t- telling you this, this drasha. Okay. Maybe, again, these two limudim we have in the Pasuk. Two times it says, but maybe, so the Gemara wants to say, one is a brother from a father. One is a brother from a mother. The Gemara says, no. Who forced you? Maybe they're both from a father. After the husband died, If the Torah tells me that you're allowed to marry her, you're supposed to marry her, your sister-in-law, if her husband died without children, Meaning that if she has sons from him, the brother, she's also to you. Says Gemara, no, who forced you? Maybe if she doesn't have children, she can marry anybody. She's also to the world, I'm sorry, and mutter to the Yavim only. In other words, the Gemara is going through every possible way to learn the Pasuk. Who told you that Yibam, you are also to your sister-in-law? Yes, the Torah said that if the brother dies without children, you have a mitzvah to marry her. But maybe the Torah meant that you were always allowed to marry her. But in this case, you're the only one that's allowed to marry her. But if she has a son from your brother, the whole world can marry her, including you. Who told you to learn the Pasuk that it's also for you to marry her? 
says Gemara, Inami, or I could say the Pasuk means something else. Ain't Labanim Mitzvah, Yesh Labanim Rishos. That also makes a lot of sense, no? Maybe the Torah is telling me, this is a special Mitzvah of Yibum. That's when the brother died without children. Let's say the brother died with five, five children. You can marry her, you just don't get a Mitzvah. Who told you it's Usr? Again, another question. A third question. Inami, Ain't Labanim, In, Yesh Labanim Lai. The most you're going to get out of this pasuk is that maybe you're over an asay, but not a karas. Who said that it's karas? Therefore, I need the pasuk to tell me that there is karas. And then I don't have this pasuk to darshan that Aishasach uh, comes from a from relationship that's a brother that's just from a mother. Again, I'm trying to use one of these red achichas to teach me that a sister-in-law comes from a brother, your brother, but you only share a mother. Mar says, how do you know? Maybe I use this achicha to tell me that there's an iser karas, that it's also to marry a sister-in-law. You would think that you're allowed to marry a sister-in-law. It's a special mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah. She has children. Does it? Different. I need to tell me. I need to tell you that you're always also to marry a sister-in-law. But I can't learn from this pasuk that a sister-in-law means from a mother. Maybe a sister-in-law is only from a father. Because of Krachrina, the Gemara, okay, gives in. You're right. All the questions are great. So there's another Pasuk. Erebus Achiv Gila, another, a, a third Pasuk that says the word brother. And that's certainly extra. And from there I learn any kind of brother, even a brother that you only share a mother. Beima, Ishazach Menaim. Beishazach Menaav. Ma Ishazach Menaav. Okay. My, the Gemara has another question. If you're telling me that a sister-in-law is also to you, even if it means that your brother is not a true brother from a father, but a true brother from a mother, so maybe you're allowed to be Mekayim Mitzvah Yibom on such a brother. We know, right? This is one of the first things that we learned in Yivamas, that the Mitzvah of Yibom is brothers from a father. Like Yaakov Avinu. All his sons were from, from the father. But if you're going to compare a brother from a mother to a brother from a father, so compare it all the way, even for evil. Amakra, he, This is another drasha. Let me ask you a question, Rabbi Yisai. I know you're going to answer, but how do you know this answer? There's a parish of Arise, right? We had 16 Arise, 25 Arise. Your sister, this, that, mother. A person, crazy situation, in one helam, in one thought, he thought they're all mutter. He didn't know. He thought he was shagig on all of them. He went from a sister to his mother to this, all 15. And then he finds out, how many karbanas does he have to bring? One on all 15 or 15? So I'll ask you, it doesn't make sense what you're saying. We learned a bunch of times in this Masechta, that all the Arayas are bunched into one group. We even had it the other day. And all the halacha is applied to everything. It's one group. So it should be one Isser. What? So what? It's one Helam. One Helam. If you, if you have one awareness, Helam means awareness. If you have one awareness on Shabbos and you do Bayer and again Bayer and again Bayer, you only have once. Because one awareness. You didn't know that this Bayer is also... Nobody told you it has to be you know, the, the three things. You can't do it with a kli, you can't do it for later on. You didn't know. You, you thought you know the halacha. 
You only chayiv once. So if all the arayis are bunched into one thing, how much do you be chayiv? So the Gemara tells us, from all the arayis, the Torah repeats itself again and says, your own sister, Yechayev Karas. Why? Why did the Torah have to repeat it? We know already by Nida, we learned yesterday. We learned all the arayis from Nida. And Nida is Karas. So why did the Torah repeat itself? One out of the 15. Like the Rabbi Yochanan. The teachers, Rabbi Yochanan's Allah. Dom Rabbi Yochanan, Shemasak Kulam, Belamachas. If you were over in all the arayis in one awareness, Chayev Akolachas Bachas. I need a Chiddush. You wouldn't know it by yourself. It makes sense what you're saying. Logically, you should be Chayev on each one. But because they're all bunched together, I would think you only Chayev one carbon for all 15. Or however many there are. Says Gemara. He says, all of these, all these arayas were in one bunch. And why does the Torah repeat itself and say, you're chay of cars if you're with your sister? This is a very interesting concept. We could, let's jump to Rashi for a second. He says it beautifully. It's smack in the middle of the page. The Torah says that if somebody's with his own sister, he's chayef karis. He doesn't get a punishment. Hashem will take care of him. It's a big punishment. Hashem will take care of him. What if the Edom decided to be tzaddikim? And they went over and they warned him, hey, if you're going to be with your sister, we're going to give you Malchus. But it doesn't say in the Torah you get Malchus. The Torah says you get karis. You don't get Malchus. The lav shenitin lahazaris karasu. The Torah gave us a lav to warn us on the karas. There's a double parsha, the whole, whatever. The point is, the Torah said, you get karas. You don't get Malchus. And even if the, the Adam decided to warn him about Malchus, and typically you could get Malchus for something like that. No, you don't get it. How does he learn that? The Lehava says, You have to warn somebody. The Torah has to warn. And the Torah didn't warn about it. Okay, says So therefore, we're back to the original question. How does he learn, Rabbi Yitzchak, that if a person was with 15 arayis in a row, in one awareness, he has to bring 15 korbanas. Forget about karas. HaKosh Baruch can only kill him once. I mean, he could do it every once, but a person dies once. His kids will die early once. How could you give a guy karas 15 times? But I'm saying in, in shaygig. Shaygig, you should bring a carbon for every time he's a shaygig. But how does he know it from? He already used it up to say that you don't give the guy malchus if he was warned. Okay? Why? There's a klal, Rashi says, Nida, why did the Torah specify Nida? To teach us this idea that you have on each and every woman. Fine, next again. So if we know that there's chorus for all, every single arayas, then why does the Torah specify by an ant, Aririm Yu, that he'll die childless? Yeah, Karis is not a joke. Arim you, Lomali. Look at the Rabbah. The Rabbah Rami, 
Rabbi asks a, a contradiction. Siv, siv yamusu. So on the one hand, it says they're going to die childless. On the other hand, it says that their children are going to die. Which one is it? Are they never going to have children? Or are they going to have children and the children will die? Okay, it's that. So chat is, Yeshli banim kaivram. If Rechman Aslan, this person is Oivaran, Kares, let's say he's with Anida, Tzchayv Kares, he should better do tshuva quickly because if he has children, he will loyalenu bury them. Enloy banim, and if he doesn't have children, he won't have children. Hashem punish him, he won't have children. I was thinking when I was learning this, don't go around thinking, oh, you know that guy doesn't have children, maybe he's a Chayv Kares. Some of the Gdaila Adar that lived in the past generation didn't have children. A lot of big Gdaila didn't have children. I need to tell you both. That if a person sinned as he had children, the punishment, and the Gemara always talks about it, how, what did the children sin? Okay. That's a different sugi. But up until Ischet, then the children will die. The guy is a new person after the Chet. So just because he had children, he sinned in 1990, and then he had a child and then 2022. So that child is going to die? Yeah. If it only says, I think from that point on, he's a Russia, let's say, if he didn't do Tshuva. So, from that point on, if he has a child, the child is liable to die. But what? he already had a child. The child is alive and well. And then he sinned. So that child is going to die? Yes. Alright. Now we're going into that nitty gritty sugya. How do you know? So yesterday we discussed the beginning of the act is considered a full bia for all halachas, to be over the Isser, and also we said even for Yibam, to, to, um, to be kind of the Yivama. You don't need a full act, beginning act. Says the Gemara, how do you know that if somebody is a Chi of Lav, what's a Chi of Lav? A Mamzeres, you're not allowed to marry Mamzeres. So how do you know one moment of the act is already, you're already over? How do you know we're going to see soon a shifcha harufa. So Rashi says, what's a, a good case of a lav? A shifcha. Forget about a harufa. We'll talk about what harufa means. A slave. Being with a slave for a moment. The beginning of the act. So the Gemara Medigal Rachman is shifcha zera. So shifcha zera means the zera. That's when's that? That's at the end of the act. So the Torah says shifcha zera gabi shifcha harufa. And we'll see that that's the only thing really in the Torah that says, when are you over on Shiv Harufa? What's Shiv Harufa? Here, Pasuk says, We're talking about a Jewish slave. The, his master gives him a wife. Who's this wife? A Shivcha, a non Jewish slave. I mean, now she has mitzvahs like a woman. You know, that whole thing. The point is that if he's engaged, he's Arusa, to this Shifcha, I mean, it's a pretty sad story. The guy stole, he didn't have money to pay back, they sell him, and now he's with a Goya, with a Shifcha, that's not a slave, Nebuch. Okay, so 
the Torah tells us that in, if somebody else has relations with this shifcha, you're only over at the end of the act, not the beginning of the act. That's the only erva that we're going to see such a thing, such a concept. A person does a half act, not over. Interesting. Says Gemara. Since the Torah said it specifically by Shiv Harufa, that means all other Zeres, a regular Shivcha, is the beginning of the act, Yichayv. Says Gemara Adarab. If the Torah says that Chayvikrisus, the worst of the worst, real bad stuff, Anida, Yichayv, even bara, that means because they're so severe. Imagine, Eshesish, Torah says, Eshesish is even the beginning of the act. Okay, so from that I'll say that everything else that's less than Eshesish, but Eshesish is not a good example. Krisos, Nida. Because they're not as severe, you have to go further. That's the end of the act. On Ravashi, so Rashi says, beautiful. Why did the Torah say that Shifcha Harufa has to be the end of the act? You're telling me all Chayvi Lavim is the end of the act. So the Torah should have just been quiet completely. And I would have known all Chayvi Lavim, including Shifcha Harufa, is the end of the act. Why did the Torah specify by Shifcha Harufa the end of the act? To tell me only her is the end of the act. And all other Chayvi Lavim is even the beginning of the act. Now the Gemara just goes through, drushes again. So how do I know that the beginning of the act is also by, by a Kayan? Let's say a Kayan marries a divorcee, a Kayan, a Kayan Godel marries an Almana. Not the famous one from Kiddushin, but Kicha Kicha says, Fine, this is Xeris Shav. Xeris Shav, you don't argue with Xeris Shav. The Chayve Asayim in Alon. So this, um, I had to do this again, I couldn't even find it, Matzah Shavis. But it says in the Pasuk, in Dvarim, it says, Don't despise an Adoimi, he's your brother. Don't despise an Egyptian. You were, you were a guest there. And then it says in Pasuk, After three generations, you, sh- you could marry them. What is that? That's an assay. It's a positive commandment. You could marry them. Meaning that if it's less than three, it's aser. What do we call that? It's a, it's a iser assay. Not a lav. The Torah doesn't say don't marry a mitzri. The Torah says do marry a mitzri after the third generation. So if you marry a mitzri before the third generation, you're over on this assay. How do I know that you're over even behara, the beginning? Asya, Bia, Bia, it says Yavai, Lashanov, Yavai Mamzer, so we learn from there. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Jolly Joe Kraus and family, anonymously, Lishus, Moshe Yaakov, Ben Shoshana, Baruchnis, and Gashmirs. Yavama, Lashuk Manola. How do you know that if you're with a Yavama and you only started the act, you're over? Elam says, What do you mean? 
Time out. What is Rizi Yavama? If it's a lav, we already said. If it's an essay, we already said. So why are you talking about a Yavama? What's the big deal about a Yavama? Oh, what I meant to say is not that you're with a Yavama that's somebody else's Yavama. I'm talking about you, the Yavam. When are you kind of her? When does she become your wife fully? After hara, the beginning of that. How do I know that? I said, Bia, Bia. Not Bia like we, we're talking now, Bia. Bia, the word Yavai. But, Isha Labalaman Alan in Kedushin, first Mishnah says, You kind of woman, Kesashtar Bia. What does Bia mean? It means even hara. I said, Kicha, Kicha. So we learn the word Kikach, not over there. Kicha, Kicha is the effort and a different one. Omar Abba. There are three psukim that say the word which will which could seem that it means the end of the act, the zera, where by we discussed. It also says it by Ishish, and also says it by Saita. Now, by Ishish, the Shivcharufa Kidamara. We said you're right. There is a concept by Shivcharufa, the end of the act. It can't be that it means that if you're somebody with somebody's wife, you have to go all the way to the end. The beginning is also Asr. So why does it say Shikva Zera over there? It says the Gemara Prat the Meshamish Mace. If his body is not ready, so it's, it's not capable of being Mazria, then you're not Chayyat. It has to be in a way that you could be Mazria. You don't have to be Mazria. But you could be Mazria, then you're Chayav Eishasish. Says Gemara Nichalamando Omar, Mishamish Meis Barais Potter. Okay, that's good according to that Mando. El Madova Chayav. Even if the Aver is completely dead, you're Chayav. Michael Meimar. Elo Pratla Mishamish Meisa. This is. Gemara has to talk about these things. There are people like that, unfortunately. If the Eishasish died, is she Eishasish or not? It's a good question, La Lacha. What. Halacha does a dead person have? Now it could be it could be for other things as well. So the dead person, now we know that a man in the also the first mission in Kiddushan, a man that dies, severs the bond with the wife. But are they related, not related? There's a lot of interesting questions, this kind of thing. But if a person is with a dead woman, he's not Oivernish. I would have a half of me. For Tumah, are you metameter? Kayin, not. Considered, it's one of the seven Kravim, you metame yourself. Sheiroi. Oh, they're related. Oh, so you could, I mean, to me, it's like I have to look into it a little bit. A dead person, mom's a dead person. You cut a dead person, you chayev. What is a dead, a dead person is nothing. It's mukts on Shabbos. There's no value, nothing. Okay, I don't know. If, listen to this, a person tells his wife, don't have yichud with a certain man. I'm chayshid you. What's the shiri yichud? It doesn't have to be a full bia. Even trilas bia, that's enough. You went in for a millisecond, that's it, you're saita. So then why does the Torah say shikh Why does it have to be the end of that? Says the Gemara, prat ledover acher. I didn't look at this, and I don't know. I had a hargasha that maybe once upon a time in the in the, in the Gemara, the Gemara just had to say davar and I think everybody understood. 
Maybe later on the Gemara had to explain what Dabar Acher means. Sometimes the Gemara uses Dabar Acher and the Gemara doesn't want to say a word like talks about pig, pork, P-I-G. The, the Gemara calls it Dabar Acher. Different things. This is one of them. So, but now, my Dabar Acher, in our, maybe later generation, I'm just throwing this out. I have no idea. Could be Mamash Tuyot Vavalim. My Dabar Acher, if the husband was concerned that his wife, he knows the guy. The guy the guy's not going to be boil his wife regularly. But he thinks that the guy will do it unnaturally. So one shot in Rashi is he doesn't even have to say it. He doesn't have to say those words. But that was his intent. The husband said, don't be misyachet with that man. Or another shot in Rashi is he says specifically, don't be misyachet to him for unnatural, for shleikadarko. So that's why the Torah has to say it. Omele Rava, why do I need a pasuk for that? Mishkeve Ishaksiv. When it comes to a woman, Shaloi Kedarka is Mamish Kedarka in every type of way. So why, that, why by side of what I think is different? Elama Rava, that he told her or he thought that she's going to be this man, not Kedarka, not Shaloi Kedarka, but with limbs. Be my in a rash, you want more pshat. Through the limbs, bia in, in limbs is not bia. So the Torah doesn't have to tell me not to be a parot, act lewdly, whatever the word is, in, in, in a, in a priestistic way. That I don't need a posik for. If it's not, it's not. If it's not an act, it's not an act. Just Contact, skin on skin. So we have like this, we have Nishiko, skin on skin. Then we're going to have Atara, which is the, the partial, but it's more than skin on skin. And then you have the whole thing, then you have Gemar Biya. If you hold like the Mando Amar, that Ha'ara, what's Ha'ara? Achnos Satara. So we, in, in uh, where was it, Mandalay, there was three and a half people, I did a little. We're talking about a bris and priya. So what's that tara? That tara is where the bris gets wider, the widest part of the bris. There's like a, a ridge there. So that's that tara. So if you say that hara is going up to that part, that's that tara, great. But if you say it doesn't have to go in bichlap, no insertion. It's just skin on skin. Michael and Maymar. It's even less than that. So the Gemara says, So we're talking about, according to this man, the, the husband either said or he thought, don't be with this guy for a varim, limbs. Maybe it has to do with what the husband wants. The husband says, you're also to me if you shake that guy's hand. Maybe she becomes a sight on that. So maybe it has to do not with what is considered be or not be, but what the husband warns her on. And therefore, if he warns on a varim, even though it's not considered be in any halacha, it's still, she still becomes a shaita, a saita. Vakapid, kamash malan, shaita also. Vakapid, kamash malan. That has nothing to do with the husband. It has to be halachically considered be, and that's it. Amash I hold, we have a machlegis here. How much is a ra? 
Ro, skin on skin. Marshal, Adam Shemineach, it's boyal piv. Person puts his finger on his lips, he's going to push the skin in. L'chayr means a little bit more than that. It means a little bit of an insertion, not stam skin on skin. Comes Rabbi Yochanan and says, when it comes to Gemar listen to this, this is very posh. It sounds interesting. It's a, it's a good chapir. Rabbi Yochanan says, the end of Bia is what? Atara. In other words, what's the beginning of Bia? If the end of Bia is just a little part of the bris, so what's the beginning of Bia? Must be that he agrees with Shmuel. That's just Nashika. It's just skin. Skin and skin. Contact. Moser Rav so Rav Sheshes asks, says, Shikh Vazera. Shikh Vazera means that the Zera came out. Therefore, that's the only way you're Chayiv on a Bia that the Zera involved. Gid would mean the whole bris. Says Gemara, no, loy, Mirukatara. Yes, Zera came out, but just from the, the top part. Now it's interesting, if you look at Rashi, again, I didn't look into this too deeply, but it says over here, Atara, it's like six lines from the bottom. Roisha Gidi, the Atara is the top part of the bris. Ve'ena minagid ela basar. It's not part of the bris, it's only meat. That's what Rashi says here. Exactly what that means. He, he's learning that it's, not part of the it's a, it's any other basar. And that's what the Gemara means. Beginning, there's a beginning of Bia, which is any other basar, it's from the basar part, and then there's the rest of the the the, the bris, the git part. It says the Gemara, um, don't worry, we're almost done with this. Uh now Ravdimi comes and says in the name of Rabbi Ha'ara Zu Satar. What did we say a second ago? According to Shmua, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's Nashika that Rabbi Yochanan agrees to Shmuel that's just contact. And over here it says it's more than contact. The, yeah, we're like eight lines from the bottom. No, there's this insertion, it's not just contact. Rabbi Ruchana said in the name of Rabbi Yechonon differently. Either I'm lying or he's lying. We both heard it from him. I say it this way, you say it that way. Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, Hara Zuachlan Satar. Adirabba, sorry. Adirabba, Poli. Shkoyach. Could have read it, Mamish, wrong. Adirabba, not Adirabba. On Rabba Bar Bar Chano, they definitely argue. Ad Shmuel Milaymi the Polig. So the Gemara says something very interesting. The Gemara is going to explain a little bit better that perhaps when Shmuel says Nishika and Ravan says Atara, they're saying the same exact thing. How's it possible? Because Shmuel is talking about the beginning of whatever that act is, and Ravan is talking about the end part. 
There's a beginning and end to that Nishika. Or at Cholas Bia, Hara, I mean. Says Gemara. Where am I? The Dilem is not paying attention. So you see, the Gemara says it. It's from Nashika to Achnas Satara. So they, they don't argue. They're saying the same thing. He calls it Nashika because that's the beginning of this Hara. And he says Achnas Satara, that's the end of Hara. It's not just contact, it's a little bit more than contact. He says also in the name Hara Zu Achnas Satara. Gemar Bia. And so what, so the beginning of, of Bia is Achnasatar. Gemar Bia, the end of it is Gemar Bia Mamesh, meaning Zera. Mikam Ve'elach, the interesting Lashen, Mikam Ve'elach means less, not more. Usually it means more than that. Dafnun Vavam Ra'al. Mikam Ve'elach, Eino Elo, Nishika, Upatar Less than that, less than Achnasatara, which is Hara, is only called Nishika, which he argues in Shmuel, and he says, contact, just skin contact, is potter. Upligi, upalik, at the shmuel. And therefore, Shmuel says, skin contact is considered a raw and it's awesome. He says, no. Have a wonderful day. Shkoyach, Shkoyach coming out. Tamara Boisai, last and final share, three o'clock in the afternoon, right here. Shkoyach Godol.